Oh, Lord, help us to be ready for you, ready to remember your mercy, ready to remember your love. Guide us by your Holy Spirit and grant us wisdom and understanding that as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, may we be ready to listen during this season of Lent. And let God's people say, Amen. Our first reading today comes from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Our next reading is from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 4, verses 1 through 5 and 13 through 17. What then are we to say was gained by Abraham, our ancestor according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now to one who works, wages are not reckoned as a gift, but as something due. But to one who without works trusts him who justifies the ungodly, such faith is reckoned as righteousness. For the promise that he would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or to his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. If it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, neither is there violation. For this reason, it depends on faith in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham. For he is the father of all of us, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Our final reading today comes from the Gospel according to John chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can one be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you that no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, You must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I had told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? 
No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As we continue in our Lenten series, we look at what it means to be ready for faith. And this can be a tricky one because we often think that we already must have faith and our faith must already be strong. And how can we be ready for something we already have? And the thing is, is that faith is one of those things that can be in constant flux and we can have strong faith and weak faith all at the same time because of where our faith is and what we have faith in. And we start by looking at the faith of Abraham. Abraham is told, you are going to be the father of many nations. You're going to have a lot, but you're going to have to go. And I'm not exactly going to tell you where. You're just going to have to go, and I'll get you there. Abraham doesn't have a contract. He doesn't have a promise in writing. He doesn't have anything more than God's word. And yet he has faith, and he follows. Paul looks at this in his letter to the Romans, trying to to explain what it means to have that kind of faith. Because it wasn't something that Abraham did. It was the fact that Abraham believed and trusted. Because faith is all about trust. When we talk about faith, it is trusting God. Because we believe that God will do whatever God says he's going to do. Abraham has that faith to the point that he will go wherever God is sending him and do whatever it is God needs him to do, that if God says go, he's going to go. And it's not the going and it's not the doing, but it's the believing that is important for Abraham. Because the thing is, we often get caught in this trap where we think that it's the doing that we can do something to earn God's love, that we can do something to make God do something in return. Because we like to have an if attached to our faith too often. And it no longer becomes faith, but it becomes bargaining. Well, God, I'll go where you want if you can get me through this problem. Well, God, I'll do what you want if you can make that annoying neighbor stop treating me so poorly. I'll do what you want if you can make it so I don't have to worry about any of my financial burdens anymore. And we make our faith conditional. And conditional faith isn't faith because faith is a matter of trust. If we can't believe and have trust, then we're bargaining with God. And if we're bargaining, then we're not believing. And if we're not believing, 
What are we doing? Jesus brings this to a head when he's talking with Nicodemus. The Nicodemus is trying to understand what it would be mean to be born again, and Christ is talking about being born of the Spirit and having a faith that God can make you brand new. That God can restore you, that God can replenish you, that God can do whatever God needs to do. And Jesus begins to talk about the way that God loves all of us. Because in this way, God loved the world. He gave His Son so that all could be saved. That whoever believes won't die, but will gain eternal life. That whoever trusts in God's promise will find God's grace. And that's where the tricky part comes in. It doesn't say whoever goes and does these things. It doesn't say whoever goes out and recites these words, whoever goes out and yells at others that they must do these things. It doesn't say anything about following a specific rule or having a specific law. It doesn't say anything about our actions. It says everything about our hearts. Believe and trust in God and God will see you through. Believe and trust in God and God will get you to where you need to be. Now, we may not like the path that gets us there. Too often, when we are trusting on faith, our faith begins to waver when we think God has made a mistake. When we end up somewhere that we don't think we are supposed to be, our reaction is that our faith weakens and we start questioning whether or not God knows what he's doing. If God led me here, then does God know what he's doing? I don't feel like this is where I belong at all. thing is, is that maybe you don't understand because you're not the point of where you are. Maybe you're there because God's got a plan that involves you being there, but somebody else finding their own faith. And maybe it's that you need reminded that sometimes things don't go the way we expect. Or maybe it's because sometimes we stray from whatever path God set before us and then we wonder how God ever let us stray from the path. And we feel that then there's no purpose. The thing is, God can find purpose anywhere. Because God can make things happen wherever we are. Because God will always find us and meet us where we're at. And by faith we can be led again. But it's a matter of trust. Not just trusting that when things are good that God has blessed us, but the trusting when we are confused and when we feel like we are in trouble that God will see us through. 
trusting that when we give, God will always provide more so that we can continue to give. Trusting that whatever we have, God will give us an abundance so that we can share it. Trusting that no matter what troubles we face, we never face them alone. Trusting that Christ came into this world not to condemn us, but to set us free. And not just us, but all people who choose to believe. Everyone who seeks Christ. Everyone who trusts in the promise made. And the thing about faith is that it's easy for it to falter. It's easy for it to falter because trust is such a delicate thing. Trust can be broken. Trust can be shattered. Trust can strengthen and trust can weaken. The question that we have to ask is, do we trust God? And if we want to know why we should trust God, we know that God, in order to show us how He loved us, sent His Son to die so that we may know that we matter. Sent Him to show us humility so that we may know what it is like to be humble. Sacrifice so that we would know what a righteous sacrifice is died so that we could be free, rose so that we could live, so that we could trust in the promise and know that God knows how we feel. God knows our suffering. God knows our struggles. That whatever hardships and difficulties we face, we know that Christ faced them in our flesh. felt the pain we feel with our hearts, experienced the joy we feel, the sorrow we feel, knows of our struggles and our trials and our temptations. And did it also that we would know that we matter and we are loved. But it's up to us to trust that God is there for us. Keep that in your hearts and let it strengthen you that when the path seems shaky and it seems like you're going somewhere that you don't want to be, remember that God will get you through. That God will always see you through. Because the promise isn't that God's going to get you somewhere, it's that God is going to call you home. And He's going to watch over you every step of the way until that day. That the only time we can't see God is when we are so busy that we look away. Let us be ready to have faith. Ready to believe. Ready to trust. That God will be with us forever and always. In this life and the next. Amen.